Guys, I'm here to talk to you about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shades and Sketch. We've got all kind of great content for you there that you won't find in normal episodes. You can join and support the show for as little as $1 a month. At $5, you unlock all kind of exclusive content like episode voting, Patreon-only episodes, and exclusive artwork. On to this week's episode. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shade. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Every time you join us here in our GoCo, we are in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. Uh, Sketch, uh, where where's GoCo brought us this, the, this We this are week? in a very friendly place. The people here are so friendly. So nice. Which is really why we're here. Yes. Just a little positive. Really the only reason. Uh, we are just kind of hanging out, lounging, in if Fawcett you will. Fawcett City. Fawcett City. Or uh, Philadelphia. Philly, if you want to call it that. In the uh, the Booty Club Gentleman's Lounge. Yeah. And everyone's just, everyone's just so nice. Everyone's so nice. So nice. Way too much glitter for my taste. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of glitter. No. But. Uh, gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. It does. Uh, so, guys, if we're hanging out in the Booty Club. That must mean we are talking about Shazam and Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. This is our Captain Marvel, Marvel double, double feature. feature. Uh, the Marvel movie and, and the a DC, DC movie. movie of the same name, except... Except not. Except not. Uh, so, does that mean... Do we have a theme song this? Oh, I think we do. If, I think we do, too. If we're talking Captain Marvel... Then we must... Uh, <gasps> I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million Toys of Toys R Us that I can play with. Perfect. Perfect. All right, sketch. Get, get him, Batman. <laughs> Can I just say, I love that, uh, spoilers, in case you, you can't tell, I'm I'm already hardcore geeking out over Captain Marvel, DC's Captain Marvel. DC Captain Marvel. Um, I just love that there's a universe in the DC universe in which Batman and Superman ha- have been 100% merchandised yes. to the nines. Yes. Backpacks and action, action figures. Yeah. I... Loved that. I, I think have I get the biggest kick out of that. I have something about that specifically I want to talk about it, but it Bec- peppers into one. Because they're not they're not inspirational characters in this universe. No. At all. No. Why do children have, have action figures? That's why I have We'll get there. I'm, we'll get there. Guys, guys. We will get there. We will get there. But guys, if this is our Captain Marvel double feature, then that means there's going to be spoilers for both. The Marvel, Marvel, the Marvel Captain Marvel, Captain and the, Marvel, everything, and the DC Captain Marvel. I'm sure also known we as will. We will get there. We're gonna unpack the history. There is guys. a lot. There's of a history. lot of history. I'll tell you what. There will not be spoilers for those, so don't worry. No spoilers for Endgame because <laughs> as of recording, we have not seen it. We yet. haven't seen it. We're hours away from seeing hours it. away. So if we say anything about Endgame, you can rest assured. It's fictitious. Hey, hey, sketch. You know, or I, a really good guess. Batfleck showing up in the second act. I did not see that. Oh, coming. and the after credit scene. Oh, so good. Oh, sweet sassy with wow. Mickey Mouse being the mastermind behind it all. Unbelievable. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Um, Should we start with some history? Wow. History. Do, do our personal history? Yeah, let's do our personal. What history. was your personal history with with both of them? Both of these characters. Very little on both accounts. Okay. I say that a lot in a lot of these episodes. Recently. And that's okay. Especially because I really feel like I I blossomed as a geek late later in life. Whereas you were rooted in it My, much earlier yes. than I was. So uh we'll start with DC because sure. it's it's the longest lasting one of mine. My first real uh brush with Captain Marvel in the DC universe was probably in Injustice. That was like okay. that was like the Captain Marvel I knew got to know the most. Mm-hmm. Uh spoilers for that game didn't end well for him. <laughs> and uh, uh wow. Does, does he his head gets crushed by Superman. No. no uh, Superman holds him up by the neck oh, yeah, and he yeah. visions through his, yes, his, his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. But you're seeing it from behind Mind, him. Yeah. And then the back of his hood starts to light on uh, fire. Yes. Yeah, Spoilers for, for injustice. The that game. is actually not possible. However, okay, good. Yeah, yeah Superman would not be able to penetrate Shazam's yeah. face because he has the fortitude of Atlas. Uh, yes. Yeah, and the strength of Hercules. Yeah, we'll get into that. We, we will. Yeah. We will get into that. Um, other than that, I mean, I've seen him like in shows. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he showed up in Young Justice. Actually, he he brought up a good yes good point in Young Justice. Yes. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel in Young Justice. Yes. Yes. And I mean, he's been Captain Marvel in everything he's I've seen him in. Still officially Captain Marvel. Yes, except for this except movie, not. which we will. Well, we will no, get into. the in uh, 2011, DC officially changed his name to Shazam. Really? Yes. I got. A, we got a big question about that. Yes, then. In, indeed. Um, other than that, uh, never read any of the comics. I was excited for this movie mostly because of the actor they got to play him, and just knowing what what Shazam is I was like ooh that's good casting and uh, perfect casting we'll get into that but I really think that held up my expectation for that and uh, that's it with him with Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe I know even less Um, I've known of her existence I've seen her cosplayed and that's it <laughs> I, I knew nothing I of that. her story. I, I knew nothing of of her background, her powers. I have seen people dress up as her. Yeah, and, that and that's it. it. <laughs> that's that's really it. I love that. Uh, so I went into that movie. I really went into both of these movies like really, really fresh, without knowing their existing stories. And also, I tried very hard and was pretty successful at avoiding any sort of online conversation or anything like that. I saw both of these movies after their opening weekend Mm -hmm. and was, thank you, internet. Thank you, internet, for not ruining these movies for me. So it was a, yeah, not a lot of spoilers out there. I was able to successfully avoid them. I was able to navigate those dangerous waters. That's rare in 2019. It is. It is. What's your history? Uh, My history with Captain Marvel Shazam Mm -hmm. uh, goes back to uh, my childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. I somehow came into a number of Captain Marvel comics from the 80s or early 90s, I guess. Actually, it would probably have been the early 90s okay. um, because Mary and Freddie were both in those and DC didn't get the rights to them until 1991. So I guess, I guess early 90s. All right. Um, so I was aware of the character and absolutely loved this concept because you can't be Superman Let's be realistic. You can't be Batman, even though theoretically you could. 
But I think this is like the perfect incarnation of like fantasy superhero uh, adolescence childhood. Yeah. It, it perfectly captures mm-hmm. all of those things. It does um, because I, at the heart of it, the whole this whole genre is kind of Captain Marvel is a metaphor for this whole genre, mm-hmm. like that a the childlike innocence could somehow be put into the body of just an invulnerable image of perfection. Absolutely. And do heroic things. Absolutely. Um, So I always had a a strong affinity for this character. And I don't know why, but just really liked his look. Really? Yeah. That strikes me (laughs) as unusual. It was so, I don't know. It was like very kind of like 1930s pulp. Yes. Yeah. And I think it perfectly. No, it feels very much that. Has he always had the hood? Or is no, the hood, the yeah, hood is, I feel like the hood, the hood is, a hood is new. Edition. The hood is new. Uh, so his costume was kind of like the side button yep. um, thing. It didn't have the like the boxing trunks, mm-hmm. which all of the other heroes had. Um, and he had the like the cape yeah, off the, the one side shoulder. One shoulder. Yeah, short it was cape. just it, his look was unlike any other mm-hmm. hero. Yeah. Um, even though he bears a striking similarity, I think, very purposefully to Superman. Oh, yeah. I've never been a fan of his look. Of, of Captain Marvel? Yeah. Never? Okay. Never. Still, cool. still I'm not. Uh, doesn't detract anything from me, but there's, like, nothing about his look that I'm into. Cool. But that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what it is about. I don't know look. what it is either. I, it, yeah. For you. I think as a kid, maybe it was like easy to like recreate. I, I do somewhere like have a picture mm-hmm. from like some Halloween mm-hmm. or I guess I was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe that was it, that it was easily replicable. It is. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I've been aware of this character and a fan of this character for a long time. Good. Marvel's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I think there was there was like an Iron Man cartoon in the mid nineties, okay. and an X Men cartoon. I think Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Featured maybe it was the Fantastic Four series actually, but I was aware of that character. Thought he was stupid. Still, so he was a him. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, thought he was stupid. Still think he's stupid. Mm-hmm. I think his powers are stupid. Okay. Um, it's clearly a knockoff of Green Lantern. Yeah. And uh, was never a fan of the character. Okay. Ms. Marvel, on the other hand, I was aware of mm-hmm. through the X-Men cartoon and the X-Men comics. Um, that's how Rogue got her powers of flight and strength. Oh. By holding on to Ms. Marvel for too long, her, her powers literally became... Infused, infused and parts of her personality became infused into Rogue as well. Interesting, yeah. And is that where is this telling of Carol, right? Carol, Carol Danvers, Danvers um, not to be confused uh, with Cara Danvers, right? Is, is that a more of a Miss Marvel origin, or did they just give Carol Danvers the the guy? Captain Marvel's origin. Um, from what I can tell from this movie, and I haven't read any of the the ish the any of the comics twenty twelve forward where okay. Carol has become Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. I haven't read any of those, but from near I can tell she has Hal Jordan's origin story. Oh, okay. 
very similar. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. And I said Quite that. possibly. I said that in a yeah. midstream when I first saw the, the movie. The best Green Lantern yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, in doing the history for this episode, my nerd rage was in full sway. All right. So let's let's start unpacking the history. Let's start unpacking the history. Should we do scores first or history first? No, no. Do history first. History so first? Then we'll do the movie scores. Okay. Bear with me, long-time listeners, because this is a bit of a ra- rabbit hole. They always do. <clears throat> In the beginning. No. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam, first appeared in Wiz Comics number 2, published by Fawcett Comics in 1939. Wow. Yeah, all the way back into the Golden Age. Created by artist C.C. Beck and writer Bill Parker, Captain Marvel was the best-selling series of the 1940s, even outselling Superman. Awesome. Yeah. To capitalize on the success, Fawcett expanded its stable of characters to include the Marvel family, Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr., Mary Mary uh, Broomfield and Freddie Freeman. Um, And he was also, Captain Marvel was the first hero to be adapted into a film by Republic Pictures in 1941, Serialized Adventures of Captain Marvel. Wow. I knew that he wasn't originally DC. Yeah, um, I none knew of the characters were right. originally DC. Um, but I didn't know about the movie. Yeah, isn't the that film? crazy? Yeah, that's that's cool. In 1953, Fawcett ceased publishing, in part due to a lawsuit for copyright infringement from DC Comics, alleging that the captain was a copy of Superman. Okay. Which is debatable. Mm-hmm. I, I think if the judge in that case had read a, an issue of Captain Marvel, Fawcett probably would have won. Yeah. But they're probably just basing it on looks. On image alone. Like a lot of people do. Yep. So superficial. Yeah. In 1972, they sold all character rights to DC. And since 1972, DC has marked the, uh, marketed the character under the title Shazam due to a trademark conflict with Marvel Comics character Captain Marvel. And in 2011, DC officially renamed the character Shazam. Okay. This is where my nerd rage All right. goes into full swing. All right. <clears throat> now are we doing the Marvel, Marvel okay, Captain Marvel. Marvel's Captain Marvel. During the Captain Marvel hiatus from 1953 to 1972, mm-hmm. Stan Lee's Marvel Comics applied for and gained the trademark rights to the name Captain Marvel. Ooh, sneaky. Very. Stan Lee's series debuted in 1967, and to keep the trademark, Marvel had to publish the title at least once every two years, leading to a number of one-shots and limited series. Wow. Yeah. This is it's getting really sneaky, douchey. Sneaky yeah. stuff. Uh, let's see. Where are we? There have been seven different versions of Captain Marvel, the first being... Marvell, a member of the Kree Imperial Militia sent to observe Earth, wearing uh, wearing of his superior's intent, he joins with a proto-version of the Avengers to defend Earth. Okay. There are six other forgettable incarnations of the character, one that kind of mirrors uh, Firestorm's thing where mm-hmm. two, people two people merge. Tra- they have to trade places mm-hmm. in order for because one's trapped in the negative zone. It's just craziness. But they inhabit like the consciousness of Marvel escapes the negative zone and goes into another character, kind of trading on the saying Shazam and turning into a different Do you know what I think of every uh, single time you rage. say Marvel? What? Carvel. Right? 
And what what is a fudgy puss? Isn't fudgy puss the whale or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Carol Danvers, the seventh person uh-huh. to take the t- the mantle of Captain Marvel. Can I just ask, did Kara Danvers exist before Carol Danvers? No, this is DC's kind of tit for tat. Okay. Okay. Feud with, Fun. with Marvel. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Carol Danvers debuted in 1968 as an officer in the USAF mm-hmm. and colleague of Captain Marvel. She became the first Ms. Marvel after an explosion fused her DNA with Marvel's, giving her superhuman powers. In 2011, Carol officially took on the mantle of Captain Marvel, and much of her Ms. Marvel history was retconned. Okay. And uh, go ahead. It's this is therapy. Let it out. It is. This is ah nerd rage, nerd rage. When you take into account, and I know this is in the wake of Stan Lee's passing, mm-hmm. and everybody loves Stan Lee. I love Stan I Lee. I also love Stan Lee. But when you consider that sixty percent of Marvel's stable of characters are just blatant ripoffs of DC characters, mm. Mm. this is like the ultimate underhanded, like bullshit D-bag move. It's tough ever. to defend this one. Ever! Wow! Stan Lee, what the fuck? I would really be interested... This is my first time learning this. This is all fresh to me. I I can't find a way to defend that. I can't either! If a longtime listener can, please... Please, uh, please, please write, write in. in. Because uh, on the back end of that, when you take into account that Reed Richards is just a knockoff of of elongated man. When yep. you when you look at you know Moon Knight compared to Batman, when you look at Sentry compared to Superman or Captain Marvel, like Marvel made a career. Whether you love Marvel or not, whether you enjoy the stories or not, whether you are in Marvel camp or DC camp, objectively, Marvel made their mark by taking DC characters yeah. or Golden Age characters. Mm-hmm. Changing their names, changing their origin stories, changing their design motif just enough. Oh, mm-hmm. Reed Richards has dark hair instead of blonde. Mm-hmm. Made their mark by copying DC characters. And at this point, particularly the movie coming out, to not allow, even with like licensing rights, DC to use the name Captain Marvel yeah. is just is just ridiculous. And, and I, I recognize that Disney now owns Marvel and that's not going to happen, but to I, unforgivable. Their credit, unforgivable. DC, based on what I saw in the movies, obviously unable to fight that. Yes. Had to roll over and take it, but then decided to poke fun of it and have fun with it. Yes. And I appreciate that. I also appreciated it. The way you describe it sounds to me like um, Marvel was like the kid on the bus who was like, can I see your homework? And you were like, okay, but just just change it enough right. so that it's not copying. And yeah, he, and he barely does. Yeah. <laughs> um, except in this instance, permission was not really given; it was kind of taken. And to my knowledge, DC. To my knowledge, I may be wrong. Longtime listeners, if you know, please write in. To my knowledge, DC has not gone after Marvel yeah. for infringement. Um. And and so just it just feels so wrong. And Marvel's t- 
for a long time, Marvel told much better stories than DC and had much more compelling art. And, you know, they were putting the work in. Rightfully so, Marvel deserves everything that it's garnered in the 21st century. Oh, yeah. And Stanley's legacy will remain unmarred by this. Mm-hmm. This just, just seems an instance of um, hypocrisy. Marvel uh, does strike me as more business savvy than DC. Sure. And um, I think the the success of the MCU, um, right. regardless of how you feel about the movies, I think just the sheer success knows that they know how to market and Absolutely. produce for their consumers. And um, knowing to swoop in and steal this name is also... <laughs> It, and it's literally stole it for for about 15 years. Marvel published one shots every two years just to hold on, just to, to, to hold on to the name. Yeah. And a lot of those six characters were just ways marketing devices to continue to hold on to the tra- the trademark. Yeah, it was like it would be like if there was like a loophole or a, or just something where like just for a day, Iron Man. The licensing for Iron Man and DC <laughs> bought it and just once a year like put out right a, a comic about a guy who like who like presses laundry and like just <laughs> just once a year that guy shows up yeah That's... so DC if you're listening and we know you are do it look for that look for that opportunity be vigilant all's fair in love and comics yes should we should we dive into the, these, the movies. These movies yeah the movies um, okay so Shazam. Went into development in 2009 at Loon. I'm sorry, start over. Shazam went into development at New Line Cinemas in 2000 and sat in development hell until 2009 when it finally went into pre production with director Peter Sagal and writer John August. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was attached to star as the villain Black Adam. Yeah. I've seen that tossed around a lot. Yes. And that's a good fit. It's a great fit. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, he was the first person cast in the DCEU. Because hmm. it's just perfect. And it yet re- to appear in a yeah. film. They should have, side note, when, I would have geeked out so hard if if when um, the wizard Shazam yes. was explaining what had happened in the past and we knew it was the Black Adam, for right. those of us who knew, knew it was Black Adam, if we had just like, Seen, seen just a, a, glimpse a glimpse of the, of the rock. rock. Um, I would have geeked out so hard. I need to see this movie again because I think they did. Oh, really? I think they did. Okay. Because he is still attached to star in a solo Black Adam movie. I have heard that. Yeah. And uh, was also the executive producer on Shazam. The Rock was? Yeah. Oh. No wonder I liked it so much. I know, right? Okay. All right. Continue on. So in 2009, uh, the 2009 vehicle fell apart and uh, the project fell through. It was revived in 2014 with Johnson still attached to either play Black Adam or the adult version of Billy Batson mm-hmm. um, until um, Ryan Sandberg, uh, director Adam Sandberg. Which one's Lonely Island? No, that's Adam. Okay, Ryan Sandberg. Okay. There we go. They brothers? I don't know. Let's deposit that right Sure. Now. Uh, Ryan Sandberg was attached to direct and cast uh, Zach Levi. Okay. Levi? Levi? I think it's Levi. Levi. I think. To Zach, star if you're as, listening, just write just, in. Just, yeah, just text us. us. We will gladly... We got you, bro. We'll gladly fix this in post. Um, post, post. Uh, yeah. We don't edit anything. No, we don't edit a darn thing. It's wonderful. That's why you love it, guys. 
We're raw. We're just riffing here. We're just raw. And uh, yeah, we got the the movie that we now all know and love. Sketch, how much do you think Shazam costs to make? I like how you covered your notes. Like I like I look <laughs> okay. Um, You're getting I good will at this. Say yeah, but not. I'm not that good. I will say thirty two thousand dollars. Thirty two thousand. Yeah. I mean, I mean the bigger one. Million. Yeah. Thirty two million dollars. <laughs> Guys, you can tell so, uh, you entry, can tell the uh, where my finances an, are at. An entry level public school teacher from two thousand six yeah. salary. Yeah, Thir- thirty two thousand yeah. dollars. No, thirty two million dollars. Okay, uh, not a great guess on that one. Sketch. It cost a hundred million dollars to make. Really? Yes. How much do you think it's grossed as of its three weeks in the cinemas? Hmm. I still think it was a good guess that I made. I will say one hundred and fifty. Good guess. I'm going to give it to you. One hundred and twenty-five point six million domestic. I was a lot closer. Three hundred and twenty-seven point one million worldwide. So around four hundred and fifty million. Nice uh, total worldwide by the end of its third week. And does Hollywood consider that a success? No. Oh, fuck Hollywood. Uh, it's really they really base it on the domestic numbers. So greedy Hollywood. Yeah. So so far, I, it's only grossed. Twenty-seven million dollars in profit. If I if I grossed twenty-seven million dollars, right, I'd feel successful. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. All right. Captain Marvel began development in twenty thirteen and officially announced the movie in the slate of Phase Four mm-hmm. in twenty fourteen as the first female-led superhero film ever. Ever. Wow. Oops. I guess uh, Halle Berry. Don't write in. I know, for right? Your Catwoman performance. Yikes! Uh, but one you know, woman, obviously. You know, you know. Kudos to Halle Berry. She accepted her Razzie in person. Yeah, in person, she really did. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. I'd like to at some point. I saw parts of it on TV once, and I I don't think I need to watch any more of it. Okay, all right. But that would be a fun Patreon episode. Yeah, I'd do it. Let's do it. Um, it just refreshed my memory though. Uh, no, Wonder Woman was our first episode. Yes. So that means Wonder Woman came out in twenty seventeen. Yes. Twenty seventeen. So if I'm doing the math right, and obviously I'm very bad at math considering my estimations, but that was two years prior to this yes. first ever yes. female-led. I'm just movie. shocked it took them. Did it did it come out in 2019 or did it come out in 2018? Captain Marvel it came out in February, right? Uh, March. March. So March. So yeah. So I am, just, in I am just shocked that it took six years. Yeah. To to get this movie from pre pre production to release. Yeah. That seems. It, oh. Necessarily see six years of work there. Yeah, well, I guess well, we'll talk about it. We're gonna unpack it. Um, Nicole Perlman and Megan Lafarve were hired to write the screenplay as a team. Robertson Dwart took over scripting duties in 2017. Directors Bowden and Fleck, uh, who did uh, it's kind of a funny story. I love that movie. I think I shared it with you. Uh, Zach Galifianakis and uh, I can't think of the kid's name that's in it. But he checks himself into a. Uh, New York, uh, Bellevue Mental huh. Hospital in New York. I think you did show this with me. I think I did. Very vague reminiscences. I love that movie. Uh, Bowden and Fleck directed that. And uh, they set the, made the decision to set the film in the 1990s, which we'll talk about. Because we're going to unpack it. And uh, yeah, released in 2019. Yep. International success. How much do you think Captain Marvel cost to make? I would say it cost. More than um, Shazam, I will say 175 million. 
I, I think that's an, an incredibly low guess. I did some research here. Um, I could not find a budget. Okay. I scoured the internet. Disney has not released the the production budget. Yeah, I'm going to say this movie costs somewhere around $400 million oh to make goodness. on the Samuel L. Jackson de-aging alone. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of that movie. He is in a lot of that movie. And every I moment he's on screen. Yeah, they're de-aging they're him. They're de-aging him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $400 million. Okay. What has it made? It made $405 million domestic. Okay. It has made $1.1 billion worldwide Goodness in gracious. nine weeks of release. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, that brings us, I think, uh, now that you got your history lesson out of the way, long-time listeners. And wasn't it an interesting one this week? <laughs> like, like legit, especially with the whole name fiasco. That is very interesting. We learned just something, I, guys. I could, like, do – I could write a book just on that one thing. You should. I am so, like, nerd rage about it yeah. and also in awe of the legacy of Billy Bats and Ca- Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You really and should. I'm, That'd be very interesting. I, okay, I might do that. Yeah. And I'm just going to refer to the characters as Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and Billy Batson, Car- Captain Marvel, for okay. the rest of this episode. I'm going to call it um, Captain Marvel for the DC one. Sure. And I'm going to call it Cookie Puss for uh, <laughs> the other one. Because um, wasn't that you, another one of the cakes? You uh, might want to reconsider. The Carvel. <laughs> I swear there's you a might cake. Wanna, you might want to reconsider that name. Called Cookie Puss. I re- and I think it's an octopus made out of cookies. I really think you should reconsider that name. Long-time listeners, if there is a cake called Cookie Puss, please send one to me. They hold up really well in the uh, to the U.S. Uh, Postal Service. Shades is currently looking up Cookie Puss. I can't <laughs> I, wait I'm, to see what shows up. Oh, my God. It is, in fact, a Carvel cake. Yeah. Cookie Puss is an ice cream cake character created by Carvel in the 1970s. That is haunting. Can I see it? That oh, is just God, terrifying. That's, that's a lot worse looking than I thought it At was. At least it is an actual thing. And You really uh, thought I just came up with Cookie Puss? I thought I was going to regret typing Cookie Puss into Google. Yeah, well, I mean, and uh, you know, you're like, guaranteed to get something. The St. Patrick's Day version is particularly Ooh, uh, show me that one too. ridiculous. There, it's, it, what is that like? Oh, cookie puss! I just, I just don't cookie, see cookie o puss. It's just, cookie o puss. I just don't see an octopus. Well, I think uh, I, I, I've talked about this before with my friends. I think what is so fantastic <laughs> about uh, what is it, Tom Carvel, the the guy who made these, is that it's like one mold, and then it's just different, <laughs> different decorations different. throughout the, the year. Anyway, this okay. is not the cookie this, puss. This episode. is not the Carvel episode. Um, it's time for the all important. Internet, Internet scores, scores for these movies. So start with uh, Captain Marvel, D, um, <clears throat> Marvel, because that came, came out, out first. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Yep. IMDb. Seven point one. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Seventy mm-hmm. eight. Wow. Metacritic. Sixty four. Wow. Seventy eight percent of Google reviewers liked this movie. That's usually when you say that is, "fuck you," Metacritic. That it's usually when I say "fuck you," Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> but that is our second lowest. Google review. Wow. 78. I gave Captain Marvel mm-hmm. a 70. Okay. I gave Captain Marvel an 80. 
Okay. So uh, we're. I think we're, that's pretty typical. We're bookends of the of the, the internet scores. Yes. Yes. Okay, now, uh, Captain, I mean, Shazam. Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, IMDb, a 7.6. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90%. Wow. Metacritic gave it a 71. Fuck you, Metacritic. There it is. <laughs> Google, 92% of Google reviewers loved Shazam, and I gave Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. A 97. Wow. Wow. That is very high. I loved this Very, very good. I gave it a 90. So, I mean, I'm I'm still up there. Anything for me above, like, uh, an 88 is a great movie. Yes. So, uh, I gave it a 90. I loved this movie. All right. It's the, it somehow escaped from the 90s and was still (laughs) still enjoyable. Even though it wasn't the one of the two of them set in the 90s. That movie... 100% 100% escaped the 90s. Yeah. Like, you you could totally see that movie existing in a Joel Schumacher Batman mm-hmm. universe. It uh, tonally was exactly what the DCEU needs, needs at this yes. time. Yes. Just, just give Sandberg, Juan, and Jenkins the keys to the DCEU, please. And those are the three guys in Lonely Island? Uh, no, that's uh, the directors of Wonder Woman, uh-huh. Aquaman, and Shazam. I see, guys. That's another thing I learned that Lonely Island directed all three of those movies. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. It, their work, their work ethic is just—it's off the charts. Yes, yeah. Um, let's let's start with raves. We like to start with the positive. Yes. Now, we we didn't talk about writing these down, so we wrote them down in different ways. I I, I have specific raves. You have more. I have organ. I'm all over the place. Okay. Um, and I went back and forth between the two movies. All right. Well, then can so, I start? Uh, yes. And you then... you give us a roadmap, okay. and I'll pepper in my my raves. Sounds good. Because I got raves for days. I will start with uh, Captain Marvel. This is rare. The the Marvel Captain Marvel. Yes, it Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Cookie Bus. I said I was going to call <laughs> call that movie Cookie Bus. Um, I'm going to just start with just like a very heartwarming, simple rave to start. Sure. I loved the two Stanley things in it. And I know that has nothing to do with the movie, really. But I liked the the opening, you know, how it's usually all the Marvel characters. So the thing you loved about the most about the movie. I'm not saying most. I'm just saying. Not, your first rave is something that took place before. And during. The movie even started because here's here's what I liked about the the cameo this cameo which will be his last cameo unless he's in Endgame. I think but, there's one in Endgame, but I know they've said they're not, but they can say whatever there's they one want. More. Let's um, be honest. He was doing his script read for Mallrats. Yes, you know, which like chronologically lined up perfectly, Made so much... and also yes. means it was the real world Stanley Stan and not the Watcher. Yes, he wasn't. He wasn't this character that has been established as like the Watcher. The Watcher that was legit Stanley. Yes, and I loved that. Yes, I loved that. That got to be his his that for no, yes. as of so, at the moment his last game. I will I will piggyback onto that. Mm-hmm. I loved. That reference, particularly Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the Stanley cameo in that movie. Yeah. A- and I love that that is what they were referencing yes. specifically. Yes. Because that is, you're absolutely right. That is the only mm-hmm. Stanley cameo in which he plays himself. Yes. Stanley, real world Stanley, Stanley, which posits that these movies take place in the Kevin Smith universe. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's amazing. Yeah. So the Viewisk universe 
and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One and the same. Are the same universe. Yeah. Kevin Smith, write in. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Smith, we know you're a long-time listener. Yes. And uh, we know you we have We know thoughts. you're a DC fanboy. Yeah. We know you're also a Marvel fanboy. Yeah. Will the Jay and Silent Bob reboot be officially part of the MCU? Or is this, or is he going to tie them both together? Or Yeah. The, the new most ambitious crossover <laughs> in film history. Uh, Kevin Smith, I'm giving you a lofty task. Yeah. But I think you're up to it. You're up to it. Um... All right, just because we have a lot to get through, I'm going to I'm going to go kind of quickly. Sure. Right. Yeah. Here's my next rave and it might not be a rave for you because like you said it costs a lot budget-wise. Sure. But everything with Sam Jackson. N- Nick Fury's backstory yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson. I I loved it. Yes. I I loved learning about um you know, what well, you know, he was just like a regular boots on the ground cool. agent. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yes. He's basically Murtaugh and Lethal Weapon. Yes. And then uh He becomes the world's savviest super spy. Because he's just he's he's mind faced blown. Yes. He's faced with this impossible, improbable truth. Right. And and it's like on his shoulders now. Right. Now he has to take this and run with it. And I loved it. And from start to finish, I 110% bought into the de-aging. Yes. It was flawless. I hate this effect. I think in every movie that we have talked about it in mm-hmm. or seen it in, it's I've said jarring. it looks terrible. It's jarring. I hate that they do it. Just cast a different actor. But in this one. Well, yeah. Apparently, they've been working on it since 2000. Apparently, they developed this technology for this very purpose. Well, it paid off. Finally. He looked so effing he, believable. Yeah. And now I just want sequels to every Everything 90s Sam L. Jackson yeah. movie and he's, he's been ever in done. Oh, uh 240 movies, I awesome. believe. Yeah. He's got work ethic. Um have you ever heard him talking about this? No. He was so just stoned out of his mind from 1975 uh-huh. to like 1991 uh-huh. or like 1980-something that, that he, he just, just said everything. yes yeah. to any project that was put in front of him, and he never read a script. He just went, got on. They were like, this is your character, and he got on screen and basically just riffed. And you know what? He fucking commits. He does. You know what I mean? Like, he does. He shows up on set. Oh, yeah. And he commits. Yep. Pulp Fiction, like that whole, oh that whole, th- the Bible verse that he, re- that's not real, that he just great. made up. That's not a real Bible uh, yeah, no, verse. I've he just, heard that he just made it up. It's amazing. That's just Sam Jackson riffing. And he's a fucking Jedi. Yep. And well, that's he, post like. No, I know, he, but I'm just he saying. He campaigned hard I'm just to be saying, Mace Windu. If you look at. Yeah, he commits to his, everything. Yes. His catalog of the characters he's been. Yeah. Uh, he's been eaten by a fucking shark. <laughs> we are not going to die. We are going to pull together. Eaten. Guys, um, so he's in that movie alert for like or deep five seconds. Right? That was the name of that movie? Deep, deep Lucy. Shark movie before the Meg. Um, do you have a rave that you would like to go into? Uh, well, I mean, you've you've touched on two of mine. I'm good now. at touching. Um, yeah, Sam Jackson. I, I'll just say I was so much more invested in his story 100%. Than, than Carol's story. And I find that very problematic in this movie. Um, like, I didn't care about her. I wanted to care about her story because she is, quote, the mightiest Avenger of them yes. all. I, I wanted to see that story of her, like, learning to use her powers and and 
that process of her getting them. Well, we will. We're going to get there. We're going to unpack that. But I was so much more captivated and into and I'll say this as well. Elise is a great a great sounding board, a great litmus test for how I feel about these movies. Mm-hmm. And we have very different tastes and interests and yes. we don't usually enjoy the same things. Mm-hmm. And she was also 100% vested in Nick Fury's story yeah. as opposed to Carol Danvers. Yeah. She she found Carol's story 100% like dis, disinterested. And guys, we're getting there. We're getting but, there. Uh, for me, I, I honestly think that I'm as high as I am at an 80 because of the Nick Fury story. Yeah. And I had no idea I was going to be getting that. And I was so pleased. I thought we were going to get something similar to Clark, uh, Clark Gregg Coulson. Yes. Like, yes. We, we, you know, 10 minutes. Like a flash. Flash yeah. of the pan. Yep. And he was there and it was fun and it was great to see it. Yep. Um, and I agree. That's what I thought I was going to get from Sam Jackson, and, too. Yeah. Especially with considering all the de-aging that right. they have to do. It, yeah. Like, but for just, there to have that much. It was crazy. It was. It was fantastic. And it was worth it. Totally worth it. 100% worth it. All right. I'll 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 go through my raves, and then you can piggyback, and then you can say if you have any others. Okay. Okay. Um, this is one we touched about a little bit in that midstream and earlier, that the way they kind of succinctly told the story of the Kree, like their civilization, oh, yeah. their military, uh, it was... That's what I mean when I say it's what ca- what is what Green Lantern, Lantern should have been. Yep, that's how they should have explained the the Lantern Corps, and uh, because it wasn't overdone, we weren't there terribly long, and uh, it, I got enough to be invested enough in yeah, their story felt to get it. Like we were there a lot longer than we actually were. Yeah, and, but not not like I was bored. Yeah, like, yeah. I I understood yeah, that yeah. society. They and everything. they we were, yeah. gave enough of it that you you felt like confident in your understanding of it. One hundred percent agree. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I, okay. Now I can follow along with the story. So. Um, I mean, that is specific. It would be interesting if I had not seen Green Lantern, if if hmm. if I couldn't compare it. Right. You know, if I'd still call it a rave. It's a great Green Lantern but movie. It's a great Green Lantern movie. <laughs> um, and then the flip of that, I like, I did like, even though it was, the writing was a little bit on the mall, I did like the, the twist, mm-hmm. the, the motivation of the scroll. You know, yeah. how they weren't just, uh, you know, terrorists. Yep. They were just trying to get their families. They were refugees. Well, I, okay, so I'll I'll throw my yeah, my ahead. raven here. Ben Mendelssohn's Talos. Yeah, I did. I usually see these things immediately when yeah. they're introduced. What a turn! So oh, it's great. The, the scroll are always the big bad yeah. of the MCU. They're always hiding. They did the whole Secret War scroll invasion mm-hmm. um, in two thousand eight to 2010 where you learn that basically every character that you've been reading in the MCU was a scroll. Yeah. Like everyone, including Ms. Marvel was a scroll. That reveal was was devastating when they kind of put that out there. Yeah. They retconned all of that in 2011. So the scroll are always kind of menacing. And then there's super scroll, which is kind of like Marvel's version of Amazo. Okay. Like has all of the powers of all of the Marvel characters. Yeah. And um, so that turn that the scroll were not the villains, yes. that they were refugees, I didn't see it coming. It was fantastic. And Ben Mendelsohn played it so well because you, the, what we've seen him in previously is Ready mm-hmm. Player One. The mm-hmm. minute he got on screen, I'm like, oh, I hate this oh, D-bag. Yeah. And he's playing and, the same uh, character. And Rogue One. And, and Rogue One. Well, he played a different character. Different character, but he, his character. The villain. 
his character of the the Despicable. shield director mm-hmm. was very similar to oh, yeah. his character in Ready Player yeah. One, and I was ready to hate him. Yeah. And this is the villain. Very this guy, good casting. Oh, Great casting, great great portrayal. And then the turn was so perfect and believable. And then you feel for him. Yes. And and immediately want him to succeed. Yes. I did not see it coming. The turn. Bravo. Yeah. I did that that part of it I didn't see coming. The the part that I did see was that um Jude Law was gonna end up being the the main villain. I I mean that that writing was on the wall from the very beginning. The the turn of the scroll though. It was so powerful. Like, it affected me almost immediately to the point where I was like, oh, shit, I don't want him to die. Yes. Like, like immediately yes. I was worried he was going to die. Yes. Because I immediately yes. became so invested yep. in him. Yeah. And I'm I'm so, I can't, I'm just going to put it out there now. I can't wait for him to be an endgame. The scroll? Yes. Okay. Talos. Okay. And if he's not an endgame. Big rant. Big rant. Okay. That character is amazing. You guys, tune in. To our end game episode, <laughs> which uh, if everything goes well, like, would, would be the next episode after this. Is supposed one. to be in end game, yeah. And so if if Talos is not in end game, I think that's a big missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, let's see. We will find out literally in hours. Yep. Literally. Yes. That's why this episode can't go too long. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are gonna miss our show. Can I get into rants of Captain no. Marvel before we do Shazam? Sure. Okay. Um, I have two rants, and they're kind of related. Okay. I have a lot of rants <laughs> for this movie. Um, hey, guys, before we move on, lift your jaws up off the floor. I know Shades just really shocked you uh, with that one. Uh, I hate to say it, and people are going to tune out, and I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Brie Larson. Big big rant. Number one, Brie Larson. Uh, big yeah. rant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's, Do you here's, want me to take this one? You're not used to getting the ire of the long. No, no. Let me let listener. me say let me say my two issues with it, and sure. then you can just go. Sure, you can go. So, well, just just to clarify, Brie Larson is both our biggest rant of Cookie Puss. Of Cookie Puss, yes. yes. Okay, she really yep. brought down Cookie Puss. She really did. It's such a solid cake. It's a solid cake if you just get rid of her. <laughs> here's the thing. In this movie, she was like. So so flat. Yes. Except for the times this that is... she needed to be flat. Yes. And, here, yes. and here's what oh I mean God, by that. This is my exact rant. Story-wise. Yes. Story-wise. Being this human that's been abducted from Earth, raised by an alien civilization, no idea what, what she is. When she's in space, when she's on Kree or whatever they right, name the yeah, planet. Right, yeah. They're like, Carol, you're too emotional. Stop right. it. You, you didn't, I, it. She's not. She's not. She's not emotional. She's not emotional at all. She's no more emotional than than her teammates right. on this team. Right, right. When she's on Earth, it's, whoa, she's an alien. She's right. crazy. I don't believe this lady. She is Except she's not. All over the place. She's just, but she's just like a human. Right. Like, to me, she's just a human. And. But she's like ranting about aliens. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she's a crazy human. She's a crazy but person. She's, but she's not alien right you know what i mean yes there's no yes and then she's she's wearing odd clothing if she had landed in the 1980s no one would have batted an eye yes oh yeah for sure (laughs) and then it's just a tracksuit so that's that's my first rant with her was that the the way she portrayed that aspect of her character which i feel like according to this movie should have been core to that character was totally off the mark yep then the second thing was after i saw the movie yes then 
I looked up, okay, what's this controversy that everyone's talking about, right? And there were some, yeah, there were some things that she said before this movie came out where she came out real confrontational. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. And there was the whole beef with Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, which you told me a little yeah. bit about. That's the only I've heard. Uh, but, you know, she, I mean, she went on stage and, and literally said, like, I don't, you know, I don't care what the 40-year-old white men think. Right. This movie wasn't made for them. Right. But then I watched this movie and I go, this mo- this movie, movie is 100%, 100% Marvel. Yes. Like, this did not feel different to me at, at all. all. Yep. This was a typical Marvel middle of the road. Yes. And, and then Marvel movie we always say a made rant for is rant, a rant is what takes you out of the movie. Out of and the so movie. then I start grappling in with like an identity crisis where I was like, this movie felt like it was exactly made for me. Right. I get that women and girls could obviously look up to Carol Danvers, but I don't get how men would be sketch. Allow me to quote something back to you that you say all the time. Okay. You can't just make a decision early on. Yes. And then not do anything with it after that. Yes. And that's what, that's what this was. It's exactly what it was. And And I will say, yeah, go ahead. I will take it a step further and just say that. Taking the Ms. Marvel legacy away from Carol Danvers and making her Captain Marvel is the same thing. And I haven't read enough of the comics, but I'm basing this statement solely on the movies. Is it demeaning in 2019 for a character to be named Ms. Anything? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is somehow less than. I I get that. We needed a name change. But I will take it a step further than that. She's the seventh incarnation of a throwaway character. That's not new. That's not original. That's not bold. That's not unique. That's not empowering. Yeah. There's something fundamentally off in the DNA of this character. Yeah. And that more than anything transferred into this movie. Yeah. There was just something off about this character. And I'll say my my biggest rant, Brie Larson is never believable or relatable as any of her incarnations. Yeah. yeah, Any of them. As the, the... pre-accident fighter ace as the Kree soldier or the hero. Yeah. And like I said, the, a great litmus test for when I walk out of a movie. Yeah. If, if I'm completely off or if I'm on is your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Elise's reaction. And she walked out of that movie and was like, "Uh, what did, what, what, what happened here? What, uh, I didn't ident- she was like I didn't identify that as a woman I didn't identify it as an entrepreneur I didn't envision like, identify it as anything well I will and I don't want to put words in, in her mouth right. you know, it was a, it was a much deeper conversation but she walked out spoiler she walked out of Shazam and was like that was amazing yeah. like that was the movie she identified with yeah and I think that speaks to well, we're a about lot to of get to media in general right now of how people are identifying with experience over gender or, or ethnicity well, that's or orientation. Thing. It's it's life experience that that's people are identifying thing. and want. Yes. And um, it's root emotions. Yes. And emotional responses. Now, they, a character doesn't have to go through the same exact shit that you did. Right. But a character should feel the way you felt yes. at some point in your or, life. Or look like you sure. or or even be the same uh, you, gender identity of you yep. or or uh, or binary, uh, 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 not binary, what do I want to say? Uh, no idea. 
You're on your own. Biological. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, gender or or ethnicity or or skin color or race or or ideology or religious belief. Yeah. Like, I I really feel in terms of like taking in media and stories that is that is on the back burner yeah. to people in the 21st century at this point. I will Maybe say, I'm completely wrong. Right in long time. This will be the last thing I say before that. we move on to Shazam. And then we'll save big questions for, for I've later. got some more rants. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we do have a movie to make. Um, the last thing I'll say about the whole Brie Larson thing, though, is that, and we talked about this a little bit with uh, Doctor Who in the, this latest season of Doctor Who. I just don't want to see a woman on screen. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. We'll see you next. No. Here's the thing that I'm saying. The we marketing have, sketch. We have never had that conversation. The marketing is irresponsible because the marketing to these things are are pumping up the fact that like this is going to be so empowering. This is going to be a bold new direction. This is, you know, that's just what Marvel does now. And we fall for it every time. Yeah, and so can, I, can we just be honest and just for a minute here, Sketch, and okay. say that, like, Marvel hasn't put out something truly, fundamentally mind-blowing in, like, five years. Well, uh, guys... Can we just be honest and say that? A little plug for our Patreon, our May episode, that our Patreon-exclusive yes. May episode, is going to be Shades and Eyes ranking of all 22 MCU movies. movies. And I think... Uh, I haven't seen yours. I haven't seen yours. I can only speak from my point of view, but more than anything, I think you will see the date of production. <laughs> yes. Um, is going to is, feature is going heavily. To feature. And that's what I'm going to say. If you want to know more. Tune in. Tune in. Uh, our, uh, sign, join the Patreon. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, all right. Go ahead. Do more rants and then we got to move to Shazam. Uh, Carol and Rambo's relationship. Yeah. If you want to show me a bold, brazen, strong female lead, don't set up a relationship like that. And just, I mean, they raise a child together mm -hmm. and then leave it so ambiguous. Mm -hmm. They're friends or they're romantically interested in each yeah. other. Pick something. Yeah. It, it was too ambiguous. And I get it takes place in the 90s and there's don't ask, don't tell. And there are fighter pilots and there's pressure and there's consequences. But they don't ever address it. The interesting ever. thing to me is that... I honestly did not get any romantic notion. I didn't from them. either. But then, like the relationship that she has with Rambo's daughter, and and she oh, gets the very, jacket. Yes, and, it's, and it's very there motherly are more or older pictures sister. of Carol and the yes. child than there are of of Mary and they the child. Are, um, they are a family unit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. They they absolutely are. Um, this would be a good time then. Uh, I usually say, say this to the end, but can I put in my pitch, please? Sure. Pitch, please. Tell this story from Rambo's point of view. Yes! Tell the whole story please! from her point of view. You can see the struggles of them being female fighter pilots. You can, Oh, I'm getting a high five. Yeah, you that can, is perfect. You go through the heartbreak of lo losing Carol, the determination to find the truth yes! about her, and then when Carol finally shows back up, the struggle of recovering her human memories yes! and learning about what makes her now Captain this Marvel. This person that you like either platonically or romantically raised a child with yeah. who's been lost for uh, how many years was she gone? I can't remember. Like six. six, yeah, six years, and now returns as like someone that you don't even know. I think it would have been amazing to tell the whole that, story from her point of that view. That is a great pitch sketch. I want to see that movie, yeah, yeah, because you can still bring in Sam Jackson, 
You know, you oh, can yeah. still the, absolutely you can really still tell this story, but just frame it from her point of view. And and I and way to make it mo- way more human. And I understand that that is a core tenant of the character in the MC, MCU. Is she is she um, nonconforming? Yeah. Is she LGBTQ? Is she not? That it's it's very ambiguous in the MCU. Yeah. And so they retained that. But in terms of telling a story, uh, I needed them to give me more. Yeah. I didn't. I understood the connection. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I didn't believe the connection. Well, like I said, it's that emotional attachment that you have to have in these movies. And back to our first rant, there wasn't any. Yeah. Shall we? uh, Yeah, we should. Let's move on to to Shazam. Okay. Number, my biggest rave. Yeah. Can I start? Please. Please. Zachary Levi. Yeah. My uh, my biggest rave is also, and I just wrote down every single actor. Well, yeah. And my second, my second rave is the cast. Yeah. Um, The cast of this movie, but just, you always believe that he is basically 15 years old at yeah. all times. He's pure of heart, but afraid. He's desperate to find his place in the world. You yeah. believe that he's a, a 15-year-old kid at it, all times. Incredibly believe. You know how and, sometimes we've said like with um, Steven, Steven Spielberg that he yes, doesn't know what the he kids doesn't are know like? What it, yeah. You believe that Zach Levi... Yes. And gets kids, by proxy, Sandberg things. gets kids yes. and, uh, and like, people involved in the movie. movie. Yeah. And his relationship with uh, Jack Dylan Grazier, mm-hmm. uh, Freddie, yeah. was it was like too perfect. They yeah. had like too much chemistry. Yeah. Like a 30 year old man should not relate to a 15 year old kid that well. I, be- I believe that in between takes, they were in the trailer just you know, playing, playing videos for. Yeah. You know, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, it was like perfect. I said, that's the perfect. very first thing. And I, I'll just broaden it. I thought um, the guy who played uh, the villain was uh, that's another really, really great. Yep, Mark Strong, who also played the villain in Kick-Ass. Oh, that's what he was familiar yeah, with. Me yeah, from. Okay. Mark Strong, I mean, we've seen him in a lot of things. We talked about him, I think, in a midstream at I some think point. He was, he, was, he was totally threatening yep. and just enough off that you were really frightened of Perfect him. Perfect villain. But enough together that he was a real threat. Um, I thought the the two parents, the foster parents. Yes, I one hundred percent believe their motivation and their love for these kids. I, my note, Victor and Rosa. Please give me a sped, spinoff movie of yes. their characters. I would watch. I would. I watch would just watch like a family drama show, like yes. on TV. Yes. Of just that family, just the kids. It just le- you can leave out the whole yes. magic and and superhero. I want to watch that family. Yes. yes, give me a like uh, NBC esque. This is a spinoff show of. The the foster family. In two seconds, I was 100% invested in Mary going to college. Yes. Okay. So, um, uh, where is... Like, that just summed up the the, the family relationship. Uh, Where did I write, uh... Uh, Grace Fulton as Mary. I 100% believed and and felt for her. Mm -hmm. And that whole, like, uh... Grief. She's yeah. like experiencing grief over having to leave this family yes. and go to college. Like yes. all of her dreams have come true, but she just wants to stay with her family. Yep. A very, um, so a very similar, a parallel journey to Billy. To Billy. Exactly. Yep. And uh, believed it. And it was quick. 
there wasn't a lot there. No, we didn't. We didn't spend a lot of time with nope. any of those characters, nope. but the time we spent with them was meaningful and believable and relatable. The dad, um, I really like the dad too. You know that that guy's uh, on Walking An- Dead. Have Cooper you, Andrews. Did you stop Walking Dead before he came uh, in yes. on Walking Dead? I, have, I did I not liked, know him from. Walking I liked Dead. him on Walking Dead. I, I also no longer walk Walking Dead anymore. Yeah. Um, but the he, season he was <laughs> lost a lot of viewers. He was really great on it. This is not the Walking Dead episode. Uh, no, we already did that one. Yeah. So, so listen, and and I'll just leave. And it I'll with, also uh, say uh, M- Marta Milan as uh, Rosa was fantastic. Sure, yeah. She was like, a, I believe the family. Figure. So yeah. great. And and the kids, like the kid actors yes. were oh my God. great. Uh, and what was it? Was it uh, Grace? Was she the young sister? Was her name? I don't remember if that was her name, but, but it might have been. Her she was superhero great. version yeah. was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she bel- she reminded me of Excess in Flash. Yes. Very much. Um, I mean, those those actors, all of those actors must have had so much fun because the only way to capture the adult version, yeah. like the superhero version, was for those actors to spend just time with those kids. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. the only way you could do it. Yeah. And it was believable and it was perfect. The, um, you know, a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this before too, we'll, we'll just say that like, well, it's a, ch- it's a child actor. What do you, what do you expect? And they I think, fantastic. I think this goes to show that A, there are fantastic child actors. Yes. And B, sometimes what it just really takes is an adult staff that knows how to yes, work knows how with to work. Ch- ch- child actors and, and, let's and just, talk to child actors. And let's just, uh, you know, stop and raise the point for a second because I think what we're talking about is the child actors in the Goonies mm-hmm. versus the child oh, actors. Yeah, like, if sure. you retell the Goonies with these actors mm-hmm. and this team... You could have a really compelling story. A, 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 just a really enjoyable, compelling movie. Yep. Yep. Um, and I... Th- I think you're right. I think it comes down to people who know how to work with mm-hmm. and and steer and and uh, guide yes. young actors. It, it takes a different kind of person to, to work with kids in any capacity because you have the type of person who will just make the expectations they would of an adult. Right. And you have the type of person that will just write off a child. Just give as, Corey as Feldman an, as some more cocaine yes. and send him on set. But it takes the, the, the kind of person that understands a child isn't yes. a child but understands right. a child and this movie w- right. f- f- from every aspect from directing to acting right. to writing understands a child uh, and, and you need that to make a Shazam movie and the, yes you do and i think the two scenes that capitalized on that perfectly were when they they went into the gentleman's club yes where we are right now where we are right the now the booty club and and, and the takeaway is that they're, they're, they're so, so nice they're so, they're so friendly. And then when... Uh, when they, they go back to the booty club, and they're no. like, this was the first place you thought of? <laughs> um, when they when they stop the robbery, and they and he yeah. buys the beer. Yes. And they and both spit it drink out. Drink it and spit it out of And then go buy as much junk food as they can possibly eat. Because yep. that's, at, you know, at, at truth, if you take away all of the posturing of, of a teenager, mm-hmm. what do teenagers want? They want acceptance, and they want to avoid all of the adult responsibilities that are rapidly imminent. imminent. Yes. Um, and if you if you did have the choice as a kid, and you could like binge on something, you you would binge on. I think a, a tr- teenager would truly, if given the option, would binge on all of the junk food they could oh, possibly sure. eat. Yeah. Over over booze. Yeah. Yeah. Right in if I'm wrong, long time listeners, but I I think those two scenes really captured the understanding 
I want to um I want to talk about one more actor, but I'm going to use it in my next rant. I'm rave. Can I say the next rave I want to sure. say? Sure. Can I uh are you going to do it right now? Yeah. Okay, go for it. This movie was fucking funny. <laughs> yes. This movie was so funny. It was. Yeah. Um this movie, perfect. you know, like Marvel movies and even the D- other DC movies. Marvel movies are like sarcastic, like Well, that's what I'm getting to. I'm, the, I'm the, yeah. Those I'm the, and the, the other DC I'm the, movies, the smart talk and sarcastic are, Wise ass funny action yeah. movies, and they sprinkle in these comedic moments. Right. This was this a was a funny comedy movie, movie. with yeah. sprinkled in action moments. Yes, and um, and so it was written like jokes were comedy was written. Yes, and comedy is an art just as much as as anything else. Yes. And yeah, sometimes you can fall into it, and sometimes you can count on improvisation. But like this movie was obviously written from a comedy standpoint. Yes. So like the callbacks like to the booty club yes. or like to the, the to like like the PTSD uh uh Santa Claus that just yeah. it was traumatized throughout the entire movie. I mean those are written from someone who understands, understands writing comedy. Writing comedy, yes. And then you can't talk about this movie movie being funny without talking about Freddie. Yeah. Freddie Freddie Freeman fucking nailed it. Yes, he did. He was so good Amazing. in this movie. He was I, I, everything landed for me yes. with him. Yep, there were there were no misbeats. That that actor, um, Jack Grazer, and and the character, uh, it's just gold. So rare um, and so enjoyable, and just legitimately funny. Yes, and written by someone who understands understands comedy, understands comedy, and understands geeks. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah, because he was a ge- oh the fact that he's testing out all oh, the powers on him. God. Oh my god! Okay, uh, wait, wait. We don't know if the suit's su- bulletproof or, or your bulletproof. Shoot, shoot him in the, in the face. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot <laughs> me in the face, and then they just unload a full clip into yeah, his face. Oh my god! Um, and, and then Freddy starts gathering all the bullets to sell. Lights him on lights fire him on in a fire. box. Yeah, the, the, the teleportation tele- test, test actually, actually secret yes. fireproof. Oh test. my god! And then what was the one at the end? The, uh, the talking poster? to fish, Ta- uh, <laughs> aquatic <laughs> telepathy, but it was actually. What would you even do with it? Uh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was. I mean, he was great. I, I, I'm gonna come back to Freddie too so good. in a in a rant, and it's not a it's not a rant against Freddie. It's using him as an example. Of why, sure. Why um, I just want to talk about Mark Strong's Savannah. Oh yeah, I, that's Savannah. my next one too. And uh, I was so upset when they pulled Black Adam sure. from the movie. Yeah. But I 100 understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. Now it would not have been funny. Yeah. It just, no, no, it would have been a, a slugfest movie. Yes. Um, well, which I still would could have been good, but I just want to say, like, it was, he was a small villain. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn into a monster, nope. but he did. Well, yes, but he, yeah, he did yeah, turn into visually. like a visually a monster. Yep, yep. Um, he he was a hurt child that turned into a broken man. That's my favorite and it's part. Great storytelling. Yes, it's just good storytelling, and he's one hundred percent a monster because after you one hundred percent believe that he is going to kill. Those kids. Oh yeah, when he throws his brother out the at the window. Period. Um, end of story. I loved that. I yeah. absolutely loved that. There was no to, to getting to that point. There was no grandeur. There right. was no monologuing. It was just oh, there you are, yank, smash out Through the window. A window. I loved that. And just cold blooded murder. We're talking about writers who understand children because it shows he was completely developed as, as a, child. a child. He was broken as yes. a child. He was given this impossible dream of you know becoming worthy. Yes. Uh, 
And that drove him to this point. And that is 100% where people's yes. personalities come from, where people's defects and strengths come yes. from. And I agree with you. This movie rose an even higher level because it wasn't Black Adam. It, yep. it was Savannah. Black Adam is uh, Shazam's, Captain Marvel's, you know, yes. negative. But but Savannah is Billy Batson's negative. Yes. And that is what makes it so strong. Yes. Yep, they are polar. Billy is pure of heart. He is good. He wants to do the right thing. He's pure of heart, and we're getting to my next. But he's not. He's, he's not, not perfect. He's not perfect. He's not without flaws. Yes, and he does things that are wrong. And it's great that he's he's given this power just like as a as a as a last ditch effort. Yes, it has to go to somebody. It goes to Billy, right. and and he has to choose to use it well. Right, and that's that's his progression in this movie. One of his two progressions. But in I this think movie. It, they didn't touch on it enough and it probably would have gotten too sappy but being pure of heart and being good doesn't necessarily always mean following the rules oh yeah that's like a big breakdown yeah. of a disconnect of like in in the hierarchy of of motivation mm-hmm. it's like altruism is the top yeah most people never get past um fear of reprisal yeah and that's where savannah's stuck yeah like my I oh I'll get in trouble if I do the oh like if I don't do this, but Billy is actually altruistic. He does some like some questionable things. Yeah. He fights. He steals. He will punk the police. Yeah. But he he's his motivations are always altruistic. Right. Uh, and that was it was clear, but it wasn't. Oh hand, yeah, sure. it wasn't like hand fisty, like sap, sappy kind of thing. And um, like when he beats the shit out of those two brothers for Freddie. Yes. Like y- y- sh- y- yeah, okay, you're you're going to jail, Billy. Like you yeah. just assaulted someone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But good on you, good on you for standing up for your brother. Um, what do you think he did to the pawn shop owner? I don't. Who was no one to be just, seen? Just gone. Yeah. Like oh boy, there's a big know. question. This is getting dark. It's yeah. Um. No, I think I think he probably like I don't know I don't know what he did. To told him, him to like, watch the store. Yeah, and go get a coffee. exactly. Yeah. yeah, oh, I'll go. You know, go grab some breakfast. Yeah. I'll watch the store. Yeah. That was a perfect uh, introduction to that character. Yes, actually, to both Savannah and Billy, they both got perfect introductions. They I did. understood everything I needed to about their character in those introductions. Strong agree. Strong um, agree. All right, one last rave. I'll say great. And then we we got to get going. I'm out of raves. Okay, the last one I'll say, which you just touched upon, and um. The message of family in this movie yeah. was so effing on point. It was. Family isn't perfect. Family's where you find it. I mean Family is where you find it. The the stuff with Billy's biological mom when he goes oh. there and she says, No, I left you on purpose. Yep. And and, that was heartbreaking. and then take it a step further. Now's not a good time for me to take you back, but hey, I'm glad you're okay. You're okay, like, right? You look okay. That's like no. I am most definitely not okay. That's <laughs> shitty. Uh, that's horrible. You might think like that that's, happens. That's too dark for a movie. That's one hundred percent real life. Real life, yep. and it's and it's way too often yep. that that's in real life, and that is something uncomfortable that people don't want to think about yep. who aren't experiencing it. And this movie just puts it there yep. to be like, no, you need to acknowledge this because one of Billy's greatest strengths is that he's going to overcome this. Yes, he, his resilience. Um, his mom's not going to open back with open arms and everything's going to be great and now he's going to be a hero. No, he's going to rise despite 
this right. shitty situation. Exhibit A. Yeah. That little compass. Yeah. He managed to hold on to it all those years. Yes. Exhibit B gives it to the mother. Yeah. Maybe it'll help you. And the mom's like, what is this? What, what the fuck is this? And it just, that one line just shows you how little she cared about him. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable, but, but so believable. Like, un- unbelievable. unbelievable. I know what you but mean. I know this exists and is all too common yes. a problem. And so the fact that the movie does that to then come back, like like when Billy at the end has the staff and says to the kids, hands in. Yeah. He's he's never participated yep. in the in the family, we'll call it Grace for sure. lack of a better yep. word. And he but it's there. He's yep. he's stuck he's with it and in. now he's committed. Yep. Hands in. And you know, at the end when he's say my name. when he says it Billy Billy. No, 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 no. The, the, the thing I say yeah. to yeah. Um it was perfect. I, I mean, I'm even right now. I'm getting emotional just yep. recalling it. Captain Marvel, Marvel, Cookie Puss had None had nothing close to that level of emotional. Nothing, investment. nothing. So that brings us to rants. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'll just. I'll just. Oh, piggyback. oh I thought you I'll had just no more add rants. to that a little bit and and think the idea of family is where you find it. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, never, never addressed in film, really. Oh yeah, in, very in meaningful. W- and when it is, it's like, it's too hallmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that down. Hollywood really romanticizes familiar relationships. Yes, and familiar relationships are tough and rough and jagged around the edges. Oh my god, they are. Oof, they really. It's <laughs> a great description. Can we put that on a t-shirt? Sure, a bumper sticker. Sure. I need to put that on my car right now. <laughs> um, like, just gonna put that on the back of the GoCo. Yeah, for all time. But yeah, this the idea of of family is where you find it, and and uh, yeah, it was perfect. The, the portrayal of the foster system is always a negative. Yes, and always problem is the foster system problematic. Absolutely, but we never glorify like foster families yep. and like the people who who do want to genuinely help yep. and and provide stability and and was their stability perfect that house was was a fucking shithole yeah i got a big question about uh, that you bet like i don't i i i i hope for more situations like this and and more people like rosa and victor i i question the the social workers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh uh, work ethic for placing yet another child in that home? Well, the social there worker were... did say, like, listen, <laughs> no one else really wants you but because of his his record. There are holes in the walls and trash on yes. the, like, it is, I feel like DHS or D, like DFC? D, uh, family, called? children and family. DCF. Service, DCF would like show up and remove all of those children yeah. from that premises. But you know what? You stay for a couple minutes. You see the house is full of love yeah. and mutual respect. So, so I, I want more stories like uh, that. That was a, that was a great, like big, big rave. Big rave. And there are raves for days, but we got to move on. We got to move on. Do you have any rants for Shazam? I mean, you have a very uh, small margin to give I, some rants. I have a very small margin. My only Shazam rant was Santa. Oh, I love Santa. <laughs> I, I loved him. Uh-huh. I love... I actually have two. Um, Is anyone surprised? I have two. Sorry. So, Santa. Uh-huh. Um, like, just... There were small children in the show. So it was uh, Elise and I, and then this family uh-huh. who had their kids out way too late. We saw it at like 10 o'clock show. Yeah. Um, and then they continued to, uh, it's irrelevant. Um, but so there were like small children, and sure. like, like, why is Santa 
why like what like broke these kids and i think in that moment had like some kind of existential crisis about santa that's too bad it is so i was like eh, like by the end and particularly at the end when santa just loses his Drops mind the yeah yeah repeatedly I like that it. was that was problematic for those kids and so in a movie about adolescence and childhood for a film that seemed to understand children so well question that decision i he was he was so fun. He was great. He was great. I think it was great comedy yeah. writing. I I think this movie was definitely aimed at an audience other than us. Yes. To a group of kids who are at the age to accept yes. that already. They're, it was it was a movie made for basically fifteen year olds. Yes, the Billy yeah. Batsons. Yes. Um so I put that a little bit on the parents. To, oh, 100%. But um, those parents were making some questionable decisions. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, and I'll just, my real, my real rant was no Black Adam. Mm. Uh, and I, I think the movie was better because of it. But I, I just really, I, give me a post credit scene with, with The Rock sure. as Black Adam. Yeah. Or, or like, um, you know, actually, you know, all I need is like a, like a, a guy who says Shazam. Mm hmm. And turns into The Rock. Yeah. Black Adam. That's yeah. all I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's set it up. Yeah. He doesn't ever have to fight Billy. We can get more sequels in this tone. Yeah. The DCEU is vast and complicated. Yes, There's plenty is. of room for, for a dark Black Adam movie out there. But just give... It, it, I've known about it for a decade. Yeah. They announced this in 2009. Yeah. Give me something and more than just a yellow outline. Um, uh, yeah, because you Guys, brought up three three percent rant because that uh, you brought up the DCEU. I will say that I was not a fan of Superman. The Superman, up at the not Henry Cavill Superman, uh, not Henry Cavill Superman. But I, the movie kept such an a perfect distance from the yes, DCEU and then throughout. To, um, to the point where like until when did he, that happened, when did he meet exactly Superman? When did that happen? Until that point, you could what does Superman call him? Argue that they just live in. Our world. Yes. If Freddy didn't have like, no, even no, with even, even with, with the, the, the stuff yeah. he had, like, it, yeah, it obviously he could have been scammed online. It's a replica like, of the Batarang. It was a fucking awesome replica of the Batarang. Oh, when he Batarang Savannah. Yeah. Oh, his movie was awesome. If they that's had, a big rave. I a geek listen. Out. I still love this movie, but if you had made the little decision because I haven't they said this is like the last one in the current DCEU, DCEU. and then they're going to retweak everything retweak a lot of stuff um, like have this movie not take place in the DCEU but it takes place in a world that has the movie universe and so sure. like these kids are geeking out over oh, that like and this is the, the Teen in. Titans Go universe yes like that you know um, where all of the heroes makes, get to be like be in their own movies yes. if they're like and the then that hero. makes sense sure. also with like the the merchandising yes. and all this stuff sure the other rant I'll especially say, if you couldn't get Henry Cavill to do it yes take it out just take it out just take it out it was it was great unneeded. enough it was as it was before he walked in yep the other thing I will say which is minor but when you put it in comparison to Freddie I have to say it Zach was great, absolutely great at the believable 15-year-old. Agree. I didn't always 100% believe he was Billy Batson. The two characters... Yes, I will agree with in that. In a Venn diagram, that middle part would have been very, very, very little. Very small. Um, 
I either needed a, a scene where Zach was portraying Suzanne, but you could see the vulnerability and kind of the 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 loneliness. Yeah, Billy, and I needed, or I needed a scene where Billy was letting his guard oh. down and being light and 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 uh, and jovial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But here's here's where Zach, it stands out to me. Zach, yeah, I, I don't have the captain. Yes, like the adult form was a little too Captain Sparklefingers. Captain something? Sparklefingers. Yeah. Yes, he was a little too um, much of a like a rabble rouser. Yeah. He was too much of a like a, a like practical joker. Yeah, um, where we didn't really see Billy do that. Billy never did those things. No. And maybe like so that image is supposed to be like the the image of perfection, the best version. Yes, the best version of him of, of him. Child, fifteen-year-old Billy mm-hmm. was a better person mm-hmm. than. Oh, I yeah. think that was some of like the growth. No, I agree with you. But, but I I'll agree say, they did not gel. When as you well. where you see that the most is Freddie. Yeah, because Freddie interacted with both Billy yes. and Captain Sparklefingers, and I always believed Freddie was talking to the same person. Yes, I always believed. And Freddie liked Billy better than he liked Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Oh, that scene where he's like, you're just jealous. Yeah, of course, of course I am. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I walk with a crotch. Of yes. course I'm jealous. I know what you're thinking. Crippling a foster kid? How'd I get so lucky? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Freddie was great. Uh, but so that's what I'm saying. When you see Freddie interact with both Billy and... You always believe he's Kevin, talking to the same person. You always believe he's talking yep. to the same person. If you didn't have Freddie, I don't know how I, believable I, I, I agree, and that's part of my Freddie rave. Yeah. 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 That's why I said I wanted to bring Freddie back later. Yep. Um, Do you have any BQs? For, I got some BQs for, for both uh, of them. For, you want to start with uh, Cookie Puss? Yeah, let's start with Cookie Puss. Okay, sure. Cookie Puss. <laughs> All right. Um, who, I mean... Guys, it's a real cake. Look it up. Could... And I think an app description because it looks like a terrible cake. Could a... Or at least a subpar cake. Ice cream company make a cake these days named Cookie Puss? I no. submit not. That's my first big question. All right, here's my <laughs> here's my next big question. Uh, in Cookie Puss, do aliens just not have perseverance? Because, <laughs> like, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, Carol's big moment is that she gets back up. <sighs> do aliens just not get back up? They just give up. Like... I get it. We're they doing this trope where humans and Earth are only, garbage. Yes. I mean, it's it's the acceptable. We're garbage, but we're resilient. It's the acceptable racism in the MCU that like the, everyone just shits on Earth. Hum, humans in the MCU are basically Gotham in the DCU. Yes, and yes, this is why we don't <laughs> talk about her. And the the uh, one thing that she great. did to make her human was she got back up and kept trying. That deposits that aliens don't do that. They're one and yep. done. The rest of the universe is absolutely wonderful, but everybody gives up immediately. Yeah, just you're gone. Yep. Well, maybe it's because they're so much better than us. They never even have to they try. They never a have to try. Time. They just do that the is, first time. That is a yep. That that's it right there. God damn it. Okay. Hey, Thanos never gave up. <laughs> uh, maybe that's maybe that's why everybody hates him. He's too human. <laughs> Thanos and Carol Danvers have a lot in common. Like, <laughs> Apparently, they don't let anything get in their way. Oh, my goodness. Um, what the fuck is the flurkin? Goose the flurkin? Yeah. What is uh, what I is Goose? What is the flurkin? An alien species that has like an infinite cavity in its... Right. Okay. That's that's my best but guess. Like, is, it, is it just... Uh, is it like a mystical being or is it just an alien? No, I would say it's just an alien. And it has like a black hole in its stomach. Yeah. 
Okay. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If Fury had the Flurkin the whole time, yeah. why didn't he just use it to eat Loki in the Avengers? Yeah. Or the Tesseract? Yeah. I'm going to bring that up later, but yeah, I agree. Follow. Oh, follow up. Okay, no, I'll save that one. So why didn't he use the flurkin to just eat Loki? Uh, he got really shy after he scratched out his eye. He like, <laughs> after then, because he never again says no, no, he's no, no, a cat person. No, 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 no. Oh. But, the, but Goose is still walking around his office. Oh, is he? Yeah, and he like, burps up the Oh, oh yeah, but I mean like in, pre- in previous movies where we've seen Fury, has there been like Goose in the background? No. Oh, okay. So like that's my question. Like yeah. that's a big Plot because the end of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, this Goose takes that, place immediately before yeah, yeah, Avengers. No, no, I agree. So why didn't he just like grab Goose and and have him eat Loki? Yeah, I agree. And well, instead, that's, that's the instead problem with he, these... he just like shoots at Loki with a with a with a, pin, a gun. pistol. Yeah, Th- that's the problem with these movies. These backward design movies is that they introduce these mega big cards. Yes. that Then you question, well, how come you didn't blah, blah, right. blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right, right. And uh, so many movies fall into that. So but, I find that really problematic. But with Marvel really uh, puffing out its chest on their interconnectivity. Yes. That, that's a tough one. It is. But it does bring me to my next question. Great. So I guess Captain America is not the first adventure. <laughs> right. Uh, Chronologically, he's the first Avenger. But was he considered an Avenger in World War II or once he was sought out by Nick Fury? Once he was sought out by Nick Fury, ergo not making him the first Avenger. That's what I'm saying. And then... um, So Captain America is not the first Avenger. And wasn't the Tesseract on Earth in World War II? Because isn't that... Yes, what that is Red what Skull Red has Skull is using. or is using. So are we saying that Captain Marvel has been... Come, she came to Earth because the Tesseract was there. She knew about it. Because at the end of Captain yes. Marvel, the Tesseract falls through the plane into the yes, northern into Atlantic. The, yes. So she must come to Earth after World War II, but before the 90s. Yes. To recover the Tesseract and work on her. So Howard Stark stuff. found the Tesseract at the oh, end right, of right, at the right. end of one of them. Captain America. Mm-hmm. They don't find the they Captain. But they don't find they, until yeah. the I guess in the week between Iron Man and Avengers. Yeah, Nick Fury's busy week. Nick Fury's busy week. They, um, so they've had the Tesseract all that time. Okay. And then so, so then somehow Marvel's been Marvel, working with it. Okay. Okay. And they're working with it. So yes, it. I agree with you. You put it together for me. Marvel came to Earth because of the Tesseract. Okay. Because they're using the Tesseract. I posit that Quinjets mm-hmm. somehow use Tesseract energy. Oh, I agree. I would think that's that, the engine she's been working on. I would think that any of the um, fantastical technological are elements the of the MCU are either from Howard Stark or a, a combination of those. Or, yeah, or Tesseract, like yeah. depending on when they were made. Agree. Timeline wise. Okay. I'm out of big questions for Captain Marvel. I have one more. Okay. An alien invasion yeah. in, in Avengers yeah. wasn't enough of an emergency to call Carol? No. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And if Captain Marvel's been in development since 2013, yeah, then a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of, but what I'm saying is, th- they needed to address that much earlier mm-hmm. because Avengers came out 2013. I think 2012. 2012. So even um, okay, but still, yeah. an alien invasion, um, mm-hmm. a piece of Earth levitating. And dropping yeah. in Sokovia is not enough of an emergency to um, call 
Captain you, Marvel? Uh, you, I know you didn't see it, but Thor Dark World also not, had an alien invasion. Did not see Thor Dark World. So um, there have been other Still threats. Still not my least world. favorite Marvel movie. Interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And again, it's this backward design problem. Yeah, I, we need to stop going. We need to stop doing prequels at yes. this point. It's getting too murky. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But maybe it's just be for whatever reason oh there's a there's a meme maybe i'll post it on the facebook and it was uh it was um it's what's her name and nick fury disintegrating into dust at the oh, end uh, of maria of hill Universe. yeah and uh and he he's hitting the beeper to call right, it captain right, right. america and she's captain like marvel. yeah captain marvel you've had this the whole time why haven't you used right, it right, before right, right, right. and it like flashes back to the aliens and right. and uh the other like a couple other things and then he goes Oh, this is the biggest threat ever. And and as he disintegrates, a newspaper falls open to an article that says Wonder Woman crushes it in the box <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I really, my final thought on Captain Marvel is Wonder Woman beat them to the punch. Yep. And I think even as problematic as Captain Marvel is, I think it's a very problematic movie, uh, would have been better received in a pre-Wonder Woman world. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't tout yourself as being the bold, and, bold new and new and inventive when you're not. But uh, hey, that's but then Captain also, Marvel. Oh! But then also not deliver. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. They in, deliver. in the myriad of ways they did not deliver. That's the difference between Shazam and Captain Marvel. The marketing of Captain Marvel promised right something it didn't deliver and shazam's marketing in my opinion shazam's marketing was weak because ter- before i saw is shazam a, is a typical warner brothers dc yes terrible marketing campaign before i saw shazam i had very little interest in it other than the fact that zach levi was in it right and it's another dc movie right then i saw it and i was like fuck this marketing like failed this movie yes um, because <laughs> you then have it, failed this yes, movie. Because then this movie comes in and it smacks you with this like heavy message, right? Whereas Captain Marvel says like, "Come to this movie. There's going to be this great message." Well, I mean, that's that's the big difference between these two franchises at yeah. this point. And I, I even wonder if like part of it is Warner Brothers doesn't need to spend the money on marketing because Maybe. they own so much of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. And just the residuals of those movies, they don't have to spend money on marketing for the company yeah. to make money. You Guys, know what I mean? if you work for Warner Brothers, Be- right into uh, the show. The the DC Universe, Warner Brothers in general, just seems to have ter- a terrible marketing strategy yeah. at this point. I would agree. Um, it, and I've never noticed it more than I did with Shazam. Yeah. Strong agree. Biggest difference between what I was marketed and what I got. Yeah. In the DC yep. Universe. It's, it's like... It's like uh, the Carvel Cookie Puss cake. Yeah. Well, guys, this is the... <laughs> you hear Cookie Puss, and then you see the cake, and you're, you just... Where's the octopus? Yes. Where is it? Yeah. This looks like... This is, this is a misshapen clown. It looks clown. like a clown. Yeah, it looks like this a clown. This is a misshapen clown. I almost made a joke, but it would have been very vulgar, just and I didn't do don't it. Don't do it. I did, guys, We're for you, already... I didn't do it. Thank you. Um, can I move to a Shazam big question? Oh, yes. Let's do that. we got to wrap this up. We do. We've, we've got a movie to make. What do the foster parents do for a living that they can afford <laughs> six children with iPhones. Oh, oh my God. Uh, oh. But to be fair, their their house uh, their house is huge, though. I mean, their house is big. They are clearly crack dealers. <laughs> that so. is it. And, and that the, is a crack house if I've ever and seen it's like one. Ex- Guys, I lived in Worcester. 
for close to a decade. Yeah. That is a crack house. They're, uh, and their van is crappy. So, like, they they save there. But, like, <laughs> six iPhones, and they must have iPhones, too. Like Eight the, iPhones The The data plan alone yeah. is Bananas. putting them in the poorhouse. Yeah. Um, that's... So, it's a great BQ. That's a little. That's a throwaway one. But here's here's they a, are they are crack dealers. Uh, that makes me sad. Uh, me too. Here's my real question: Can we somehow explain Shazam's powers? Because I know the name Shazam is the first letter of the six yes uh, heroes. Yes. Uh, I you could if you want to look it up, you could check me on this. I think I know it. It is. Do you have it up? Almost. Almost. Guys, he almost has it up. There we go. So All right. So Shazam is an acronym. Okay, here's what I think it is. Yes. Ready? Solomon. But, but what is it specifically? What does he get from those people? Do you want me to help you? No, I know what he gets okay. from them, but I want, to, I want to talk about these heroes. Okay, okay so yes. So it's Solomon. Yes, correct. It is Hercules. Correct. It is Atlas. Correct. It is Zeus. Correct. It is Achilles. Correct. And it is Mercury. No, yes. 100% correct. Okay. So, like, some of those are Greek gods, which... Some of those are... Uh, one's a biblical figure. Biblical figure, uh, Greek myths. Me, yes. Uh, but, like, in Wonder Woman, we've established that the gods are real. Are real. Um, so, like, I don't know. I'm just confused where these names came from, or do you think this is just, let's make a word and then assign heroes to it? Writing wise, way back in the day when they came up with this idea, because I get it. He gets he gets like fortitude and he gets uh, strength and his speed yes. and the lightning powers. And they all come from a different hero, mythical hero of, of past, or I guess actual hero of past. So there are actually so each person who set like each Shazam is a is an acronym for different deities. Oh, interesting. So Billy Batson has Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Oh, okay. That's Captain so, Mar- so the those other are the, wizards? Those are the elders. So the other wizards that were there that weren't there in the movie they had already right. gone, they would have had different names. They wouldn't have been Shazam. They would have been a different acronym for different of different heroes? Uh, no. They're no. all Shazam. Like they're the, all the Shazam. word is Shazam. That okay. is the magic word. Okay. And that's who he is drawing power from. Okay. Oh, but Mary, oh. Mary, when Mary and Freddie say Shazam, uh-huh. um, Mary draws power from Selena, Hippolyta, uh-huh. uh, Adrian, Zephyrus, okay. Aurora, and Minerva. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And when Black Adam says Shazam, yeah. he is uh, drawing power from Shu, Heru, Amon, uh, Zeti, Aton and Mihan. Very interesting. Okay, I like that. I, I, the movie didn't need it. It would have made that way too convoluted. I'm fine that like in the movie I don't they just share the, the yeah, power the movie and everything. Doesn't do that. So, but I like, but but I really was asking from a the history of this character standpoint, right. and I love that. I like that a lot. I really Agree. like that a lot. Agree. Yeah. So they they draw. So the the mat. So Shazam is yeah. an incantation. It's essentially a spell that's okay. drawing yeah. the powers. From those ancient heroes. Those ancient heroes. And in the Rock of Eternity, uh-huh. there are... So we saw the, the seven sins. Yeah. There are also statues of the 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 elders, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. that they are drawing their okay. power from. So it's like there are rel- remnants of their powers imbued into the statue. The Rock is the source of all magic in the DCEU. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Yes. 
it always yes, comes back always to comes Dwayne back The to Rock him. Johnson. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's great. really, really smart. As Would well. you have liked that more if they referred to The Rock of Eternity and then flashed it and it's just The Rock in a chair looking at his watch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Much, much better movie. I would have laughed. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but I I do like that that Shazam. It's a spell. Yeah, I and like that. So so different, and again, not necessarily in this movie, but same in, spell, in the comic, different elders. So they will get different powers. Yes, that's so. Awesome. Mary like does not have the same powers as Billy. I like that. Black Adam does not have the same powers as as uh, Billy. Yeah, but the wizard. Yeah, the wizard is Shazam. Yeah, and the wizard works as a conduit. conduit. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I like it. The wizard's name is Shazam. I like it a lot. He is a construct that channels all of, yeah. and that's what the lightning, yeah. like the lightning is channeling. Mm-hmm. I love the, it. The power. Yeah. I love it. It's a great system. Yeah. Very unique too. Yes. Yeah. It's unlike any other system that, that we really have talked about. I'm out of BQs, so any more are yours. Uh, what the fuck is, his, is Shazam's superhero name? Because he can't say Shazam. Yeah. What is his name? Legally, he cannot say He it. can't say Captain Marvel. And in the universe, he also can't be like, oh, hi, I'm Shazam. I'm Shazam because he'll turn back he'll into He'll turn back into Billy. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? Um, it's Captain a great Sparkle question. Fingers? It's a great what question. What does Superman call him? The hero? Again. The heroes. Superman should not been in it. No, they have. But even when they're talking about them in uh, in the news report, they yeah. just call them the, the six heroes. Yeah. The seven heroes. Or six? Seven? Six. There were six of them. Six yeah. of them. Um, yeah, you know what? I This is a minor rant, but I mean, couldn't Mary's suit have been uh, orange so that we would have had the three primary colors and the three secondary colors? Sorry. She doubled up with the she red. She doubled up on the red. She doubled up on the red. Yeah. Orange wasn't represented, and my inner artist was going crazy. I said that, too. Anyway. Or um, Mary is either traditionally been red mm-hmm. or white. Okay. Which I also was saying, why didn't they just invert the motif and give her a white suit with a red cape? Yeah. I'm cool, too. So wouldn't need the orange. I know, work. but it would have been better than just doubling up on the red. Uh, I agree, in my I opinion. Agree, I agree, but uh, guys, that's neither here nor there, and that is minor, very minor, very very minor. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to call him. I I loved how in the movie they just made fun of it. They yes. couldn't land on a name. Uh, they kept coming up with ridiculous names. He needs a name. The ad campaign for the movie used "My name is" right. from Eminem. I yes. mean, like. A lot of this was like his name's fine. his name's Captain Marvel. Fine, we can't use it. Then that's his name. We're not coming up with a new name. Right, we're just going to make it a joke that you right. won't let us say his name. And and once again, like my my nerd rage over this. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> just fuck you. He like, says he says an hour before Endgame. Yeah, like just just fuck you. Yeah, that is with the history of knockoffs. And copyright infringement, frankly. Yeah. Fuck you. It is and and fuck you, Stanley. Disappointing. We should. I, I gotta. I. I mean. I know it's still very close. Let's start the That's campaign. Rough. Uh, That's rough. Captain Cookie Puss. Sure. Captain Cookie Puss. Guys, let's let's make that uh, let's make that hashtag go viral. Right there. Captain Cookie Puss. Captain Cookie Puss. Uh, so, guys, that is. Oh, unless you have any other. Oh questions. no, no. Yeah, that is our our hot take on the Captain Marvel double feature. Double feature. The Captain Marvel movies. The Captain Marvel movies that came out within a month of each other. Yes. I mean, we had to. And I we just, had to do them together. And I'm just gonna say, the amount of money a movie makes is meaningless. That's why I can never. It's, it's that's just why I can never get it right because it's way too 
It doesn't it's, reflect it, anything in the quality of the movies no. at all. No. And uh, great. Marvel's Marvel's making lots of money. Disney's making lots of money. And I mean, I'm just going to. But look, they're spending a lot, too. They're spending so much they won't tell us. And I'm just I haven't really enjoyed one of these movies in like five years. Yeah. I mean, really, like, I had a hole in, I was bleeding from a hole in my foot when we saw Avengers. Avengers, yeah. I, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I, we so much enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Guys, it but was so much fun. I got to cut shades off here because if you want to hear more, you got to tune gotta, into the Patreon You got to tune episode. in to the Patreon episode. It's the May Patreon special yes. episode. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Shades and Sketch Recommendations. We've gotten very good at that. Thank you. Good amount of time. Uh, you mind if I start? Yeah, go for it. I am going to recommend Justice League versus the Fatal Five, okay. which is a JLU animated reunion of sorts. Nice. Uh, it reunites Bruce Timm, uh, creative force and oh, yeah. uh, animation style of uh, Bruce Timm with Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, and George Newbern, Batman, Wonder Man, and Superman, respectively, with a team of new heroes. And uh, it's just really fun. It's uh, it's great to see this animation style return mm-hmm. and to hear these actors get to just play and have fun again. I will say that Flash and Jon Stewart and Martian Manhunter are noticeably missing. Interesting. Um, I was real. I was really missing Jon Stewart and the Flash. Um, Michael Rosenbaum mm-hmm. uh, voiced Flash. You might know him from Lex Luthor in Smallville. Um, so maybe we'll get a sequel and they'll be in it. But it was uh, it was still really fun. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. And, and where can uh, you find it? You can find it uh, streaming just about everywhere. I act, uh, the DC app, mm-hmm. the service, whatever DC Universe. DC Universe mm-hmm. has it. If you have that, you can watch it for free with your with your plan. You can watch it on Amazon. Uh, I think it's soon to be on Hulu. Cool. After a certain amount of time, they've been airing a lot of the animated movies there. And uh, it's worth it's worth renting through Amazon, and if you have the DC app, it's uh, the service rather DC Universe. It's certainly worth viewing. Very cool. It was very fun. The name one more time for our long time listeners: Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Not a great name, but a fun movie. Awesome. Yep. I am going to recommend something that uh, I'm 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 glad I'm getting to recommend. It. I was afraid you were going to take it from me. Okay. Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, I I knew you were gonna. Oh my it. Yeah. god! So this good, so good. Show uh, strong, it's, it's a, strong. It's a net, Netflix specific, so it's it's if you have Netflix. I had no idea it was coming. It just popped up on my Netflix. Likewise, one day, like, just, hey, do you want to watch this? And I'm like, okay, oh, I'll give sure. it a look. It is a series of I think sixteen individual Visual. stories, uh, heavy sci-fi stories. Yes. It's an anthology uh, series. Ranging from very serious and dark and psychologically thrilling to just fun just and comical. Yeah. Um, you're going to love some of them. You won't like others, but they are... laugh, uh, be repulsed, oh, yeah. be entertained, be mystified. They are... Uh, they, they, so there's no, like, synopsis I can give no. you because each, uh, quote-unquote, episode is a different short Uni- story. It's a different universe. Yep, different universe, different set of rules. It is... Um, uh, different animation anthol- styles. Yes. It's, it's really just a showcase of, like... 
different animation studios, different storytelling devices. Around themes of love, death, and robots. Exactly. And, and uh, it's marvelous. My favorite one was the Three Robots one. I, I thought that was endearing, but also kind of macabre. Yes. Um, I really liked the one with the farmers. I don't Cats. remember the name of it. That was perfect. And um, there's the one with the ship, too. Um, ship. Yeah, the, the the pilot who takes the cursed ship. Oh, oh Lucky yeah, 13. yeah, Lucky 13. Oh, that, that that's was, a really good one, too. But uh, you watch the, the collection, and you might have the same ones that you love. You might yep. have a completely those different were Those were my three love. favorites. Yeah. They're uh, really good. Really, really high quality. Yeah, I will second like, that. Amazingly a, high quality. I will second that recommendation. So, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Sketch, you going to take anything from this double feature? Well, I would like to take, which I think you'll veto, Goose. Because I'm afraid, based on what uh, we've seen, Goose I don't know doesn't have I a home. About... Even though... I don't know how I feel about bringing Goose on board the okay. GoPro. Um, listeners, I'm going to sneak him on. But I will tell you that instead... Can you instead, keep him firmly locked in your menagerie? Sure. Sure. No take-backsies? No take-backsies. Like, uh, I don't think this is going to end well. I'm also going to take, just to help fund us, uh, just a handful of these Shazam face bullets. <laughs> I think they're going to go for a pretty penny on the old interwebs. Uh, well, I think I think that was a wise decision sketch. I am going to take this uh, replica batarang. Oh. It's very useful. Yeah. Yeah. Very useful. Should have guessed that was going to be yeah. what you took. Do you want anything from Captain Marvel? Uh, I'm good. Okay. I'm all set. Okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah. We'll have Goose. Who knows Maybe, what's in his gut? Yeah, I don't, he might be uh, kicking up something soon for us to enjoy. All right. So, um, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, see how I brought it back to Yes, enjoy. good job. Thanks. Uh, write in. Write it to us. Yeah. At go with Shades and Sketch at gmail.com. We asked you some questions, some feedback, some, uh, some clarifications. Yeah. If you disagree with some of our assessments, let us know. Yeah. You can also tweet us at go with Shades and Sketch. Uh, or you can uh, reach out to Sketch individually at Go for Sketch, or Shades individually at Go for Shades. You can find us on the Facebook. Yeah, just like just, search. You know how to find us. Well, yeah, we, we pop up. Sketch, yeah, and uh, well, we got our Patreon. Our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shades and Sketch, and we are about to populate that with a lot of new Patreon exclusives that uh, we encourage you to. There? Take advantage of. And guys, a couple of people have asked, just to clarify again, we are looking to make the cost of this show neutral. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And if you look at our funding goals, I think it is reflected there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not asking for a lot. My Egyptology career was kind of taking a nosedive, but I'll I'll tell you, our mummy episode, Uh, it brought me back up. I am making that sweet, sweet Egyptology money now. Really? Yeah. I am surprised. Yeah. They love what they love my work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I think they just need a poster boy. <laughs> All right, uh, sketch. We got a movie to catch. We, we do. slam the old Goko uh, into overdrive. Overdrive. And, and uh, guys, we Get us will. There, uh, we're running out of time to make our show. We will see you. See next you next time. time.